Ken James, and Jason McKittrick. Brought to you by CryptoCurium. Good evening, folks, and welcome to another episode of Learning Lovecraft. I am your host, Jason McKittrick, and joining me, as always, the traveler of the Eldritch Path, Mr. Kenneth James. Hello, folks. And tonight we're going to be doing our first double header, but also relaxed, light fit yeah. kind of episode. Yeah. And yeah. and let me tell you why that is. So we're going to be doing these two uh, these two stories. It's the Quest of Irinon and the Moonbog. And in going back and rereading these these stories, mm-hmm. I've noticed a we've tread this ground before a couple times, yes. specifically with uh, Quest of Irinon. And um, the the Moonbog is really just um, it's just not a very good story, and I don't know if it really adds much to to what our purpose is here on this show, right? Yes, because we're here to learn Lovecraft, and yes. um, I kind of had to like come to that conclusion because I was like, wait a minute, I'm not I'm, this isn't a slavish literary podcast. It's us, yes. you know, it's us having a good time talking about the stories, and more importantly, it's about Ken and him, you know, learning this stuff and uh, how it relates to his previous experiences with stuff like this, right? And th- even though these are two of the shorter stories, yeah. I was laboring through these. They are very tough reads. I was like, once again, Lord Dunsany all over it, and I just was like, ah, come on, man. Like, I, I, I get it. It's early stuff. He's playing with stuff, but, like, it just isn't my cup of tea. Like, yeah. Because even, even with uh, the moon bog, yeah. like, we go into the dream states again and yeah. all that and you know i'm sure we'll get to it but i mm-hmm. just these this was kind of my hardest you know uh week of reading yeah you know in the podcast so far yeah because um i would say and you know we'll, we'll do we'll do little overviews of these but um i would say that uh specifically like quest of iranon like salafius did did it so much better yeah like i, I feel like that story does everything that this story does and right. even a little bit of the tree yeah right yeah so I, after I'm sitting down and reading these, and I, and I and I messaged Ken, I was like, you know what, Ken, just read these both, and we're gonna kind of do a um, a little bit of a flyby on these. Not not that we don't respect the the, the material, and we know it builds towards something, but um, we just wanted to make this uh, a little looser of an episode, right. and because um, next week we we've got the outsider. Okay. So anyway, so our first story, like I just said, uh, The Quest of Irinon, um, was written on February 28th, 1921, and was first published in the Galleon um, in the August 1935 edition. So <laughs> they were they were they were scraping the bottom of the barrel <laughs> and they're like, hey is any uh, any leftover HP uh, stories? They're like, ooh <laughs> we got we got this one. And they're like, oh they're like, all right. <laughs> send. Full yeah, send. Full send. <laughs> so a youthful singer named Irinon comes to the granite city of Teloth. Huh? Say, <laughs> saying that he is seeking his far-off home of Ira, where he was a prince. The men of T- uh, Teloth, we'll go with Teloth, that yeah. sounds right, right? Yeah. Uh, who have no beauty in their lives, do not look kindly on Irinon and force him to work with a cobbler. Because <laughs> yeah. he shows up, right? Yeah, they're like, and what? they're like, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here to bring you... You know, beautiful songs. Yeah. They're like, no. Yeah, we don't. No, we're too busy. Yeah, what do you t- What songs? Yeah, what songs? Um, he meets a boy named Ramnod, and I was like looking at this, like trying to see—is this like an acronym or is this like a? Uh, it sure sounds like. One. I was like, I was looking at it. I was like, I don't know. It just sounds like a transformer or something. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and he similarly uh, yearns for the quote, the warm groves and the distant lands of beauty and song. I was like, these guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know what? It was at that point in the story where I was like, Ken's, Ken's hating life I, right yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> um, Ramnod thinks that, that nearby Unai, the city of lutes and dancing... <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, <laughs> I, at this point where he's talking about this kind of stuff, I was yeah. just like, I was like, is this HB Love? Like, what am I doing? I know, and that's and and that's another reason why we're doing this because yeah. it's it's like we've been we've gone through the best of it, in my opinion. So this coming back again after we went through the best yeah. of it, which was Salafius, in my opinion, right. that he's coming back to it again because I think in this point in his life he's looking for. His Cthulhu mythos. Sure, you know what I mean? He's, but, he's like, what, what am I doing? Am I going to do the Greek stuff? Maybe it's the Greek stuff. Maybe it's the dream cycle Greek, yeah, Greek but stuff. Yeah, he, he, at this point, he's I, like, I usually picture him like yeah. dark, dreary room, yeah. all black clothes, like, yeah. you know, fluffy white shirt underneath mm-hmm. it. Yeah. These stories, well, especially this first one, mm-hmm. I'm picturing him in like like an ugly sweater with his like coffee. So he's the lead singer writer. of Weezer? Yes. In this story. He's Rivers Cuomo. He is Rivers sto- Cuomo, yeah. isn't he? Good call. He's got the Dungeon Master's Guide. <laughs> Sorry. He's Sorry, got his folks. dice. He's... Yeah, I just wasn't... I, I was picturing a different H.P. Lovecraft while reading this. Uh, and totally. And um, I th- and this is more of that... And we've covered this before. And I don't want to retread it again. But right. I think this is, this is his uh, reminiscence stuff. His childhood stuff. These yeah. these worlds that he created when he was a child. And I feel like when he doesn't know what he's where he's going or what he's going to be getting on to the next thing, he kind of comes back to this kind of stuff. because back to the well of... Yeah. Know. So it's it's where we're at. Um, so we're talking about the city of lutes and dancing, and Ramnod thinks that that might be Iranon's uh, Ira, 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 like his place, like it's yeah. That city he's looking yeah. for. Okay, Ira, let's go with Ira from here on out. Okay, uh, <clears throat> Iranon doubts it, but goes there with Ramnod, um, and it takes a long time for them to get there, right. like long time. All right, and um, I even they even a weird thing starts to occur, right? Where it's like um, he uh, Ramnod uh, is actually aging, but Iranon isn't. Really yeah. strange, right? Yeah. Um, I kind of took that as like a, maybe a mental thing at that point. Yeah. yeah, I think this is all that like weird. That sorry to use weird, but weird allegorical stuff yeah. because it comes out that you know we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, talk we'll again. To the we're, end. we're getting right through this. Don't yeah. worry. Um, so they're in so they're in this the city of uh, Aira, um and they're welcome there for a time. Uh Iridon, he he wins praises for his singing and lyre playing and Ramnan learns the coarser pleasures of wine. Yeah. Yeah, so he he gets he gets liquored yeah. up. Yeah, this guy this guy becomes my favorite character kind of. Yeah, yeah. Years pass, like I mentioned. Uh Iridon seems to grow no older and he, as he continues to hope one day to find Aira, the city. Yeah. Ramnan eventually dies of drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Iranon leaves the town and continues his quest. Yeah, well, who is it? Uh, what was his name? Uh, find something you love and let it kill you. It's like, yeah. all right, man. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I lo- this wine is incredible. Yeah. He's like, guess what? Yeah. Love this. Finest vintage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he comes to this, uh, quote, the squalid cot of an antique shepherd and asks him about Aira. The shepherd looks at Iranon curiously and states that he had heard of the name Aira, but that it was merely an imaginary name invented by a beggar's boy who <laughs> he had known long ago. This boy, quote, given to strange dreams, mm-hmm. uh, provoked laughter by thinking himself a king's son. Uh, at twilight, an old, old man is seen walking calmly into the quicksand. That night, something of youth and beauty died in the elder world, is the, is the closing quote. Yeah. So, um... 
that's the story. Yeah. So it's, um, you know. <laughs> it's my, that's my favorite part. When I got to yeah. the end, I was like, you know what? Didn't hate it because of the ending. Yeah. Because we all know that guy or those guys or yeah. girls or people sure. that are just like, oh, my, it's all, no. I They play this role to themselves. Yeah, yeah. And then one day someone just takes the wind out of their sails. Yeah. And you just see the life leave them. And you're like, yes. Wait, but Limp Biscuits, the greatest yeah, band that no. ever. No, ska was never good music. You know, you hit them, <laughs> and they just. You know. Wait a minute, you guys don't like Creed too? Yeah, no, no. Scott Stapp is not. No the No one's ever thing. really liked Coldplay. You know. Hmm. Interesting. Hot take, Kenny over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, going uh, going over some notes by the uh, by the Josh man himself, uh, SD Joshi. Josh man. Uh, he he describes the quest of Iridan is among the best of put that in quotes. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, uh, ST. Uh, the best of HBL's Dunsanian uh, imitations. Um, but it's you know, I, I feel it's just it's just retread ground. And it, like, yeah, it's an interesting idea that you know he's he, this illusion keeps him young. It's so like he's so grasped onto it that he's um, this story would have been so much shorter if it wasn't for grandiose explanation of things again. Just well, that's the problem. The, the language in yeah. this is is probably, if if someone were to say to me, hey, give me an example of his most flowery, uh, purple yeah. uh, prose, what would it be? I would hand him the quest yeah. of Urinana. I'm like, here right. you go. If you really want to hate HP, start with this. Yeah. yeah. I and it's a shame. Yeah, it is. But like, that's the thing. Like I, like I said, I, w- I was just like laboring to get through it. And I'm just like, yeah. oh my God, this doesn't even matter. Yeah. I'm reading like right now. Yeah. I'm reading something that doesn't matter at all. It's like games after you clinched. Right. True. So yeah. I think it's kind of you know it's at least they're still kind of fun to watch. You know. Yeah. I mean, we can make fun of this. I'm yeah. having fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm having making. I'm having fun making fun of it. Because he's got that. his you know his vine crown and he just flat you know yeah flutters around this. Th- I'm here to sing you songs and yeah. you're like no you're not dude. Yeah. Two interesting pulls from this that I actually that was the only in my opinion that I thought was interesting and maybe interesting for you and you may have missed it and if you did that's okay because this story is whatever. When he talks about uh, um, Sarnath, Attaboy. yeah. And there's another one that you probably didn't realize because it was from a very early story. They mentioned Lomar. I see. I there was I was I I was looking and I was like, mm, and I'm trying to think of what Lomar was. That's from Polaris. Okay. Now in that story involves the weird passing of time. Right. So I think he was. He didn't do a very good job of it, but I think he was giving us those like, okay, here's this ancient culture thing, but then also here's this, oh, time plays a factor yeah. in this. So it trickled in here, and he's like, yeah, eh. like he see what is it? He's during his his journey to find Aira, he sees the uh, where Sarnath was, right? And then he and then he just mentions Lomar. Yeah, he was like, I was in the field where Sarnath used to be, and it's just like I was like, oh, Doom came there. The Doom. Yeah, but that one was way more fun. Absolutely. Yeah. You got jelly monsters killing people. I love that. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? I mean, it's nowhere near as cool as banging a gorilla. Well, yeah. I think we're going to have to do something special cons- uh, with uh, yeah, the Arthur uh, German, Arthur German yeah. because that seems to be your... Um, it's my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite. And I think the tomb, <laughs> actually. My first one, the tomb is still up there for me. Yeah. How man to know. What was it? Um... Statement of Randolph Carter. Statement of Randolph Carter and uh, the the big ultraviolet. Um, oh, from beyond. From beyond. Those, yeah, those are yeah. those are my guys. I hear you. We got some great ones coming. I think up, I get I this promise. thrown in my face. I'm just. Hey, you know what though? This here's how I view this kind of stuff. 
these are the stories that are going to make when we get to like the epic, yeah. amazing ones where it's like, okay, I got through that crap. Now, yeah. how do you enjoy the good times without the bad times? Yes, yeah. right. Yeah, right. So, tell as old as time. Anything else on Quest of Iranon? Yeah, my favorite part, my favorite favorite part mm-hmm. is just hitting someone with just you know irrefutable truth that sucks the child out of them. You know, I mean, it can be it can be satisfying. It is when they <laughs> they just realize they're just like, oh, right. LARPing isn't cool, you know? Oh, like, hot take Kenny today. <laughs> no, I'm just saying things that, like, you know, you, yeah. just just to get a reaction. But once when you see someone who is so built up in their world of BS, mm-hmm. and then you just, and you're like, yeah, now go be miserable like the rest of us. You know, nice. Take it with you. <laughs> All right, so uh, that brings us on to our second story in this uh, double feature of uh, mediocrity. Uh, We have The Moonbog, right? Yes. Uh, Which, uh, once again, written shortly before March 10th in 1921, Mm -hmm. and then first published in WT. I don't know what that is. In uh, June of 1926. Um, Yeah, this this was written for um, a St. Patrick's Day gathering of amateurs uh, in Boston. Uh, the week before St. Patrick's Day. So um, it had to be Irish-themed, Irish <laughs> which is interesting because you don't see that with this stuff, yeah. like, almost ever. Yeah. I, this this might be the only one. There's Irish characters or characters with Irish last names, but in Ireland, this is, you know, this is... Yeah, this is rare. It is rare. So uh, we have Dennis Barry, right, who comes from America over to Ireland uh, to reclaim an ancestral estate in Kildare, Ireland. The imaginary uh, Kildare. Yes, the imaginary, which is not which is not real, but sounds like something yeah. good. It sounds like Kildare, or yeah. just I don't know. It sounds Irish. I was yeah. convinced. Yeah. Um, and he decides to empty the bog on his land. Um, now, for all his love of Ireland, uh, America had not left him untouched, and he hated the beautiful wasted space where peat might be cut and land opened up. American. He brings his his, yeah. his American taste over there. Now. Um, they don't mention it in there, but um, if you've ever seen anything, anything about like the Irish bog bodies or things like that, um, you ever see those where they're um, they're mummies basically. Yeah. That um, bogs were viewed as like um, sacred places, right. and, and things would be thrown into them as offerings. So this is one of those ones where it's like, here comes the modern guy yeah. into you know this you know the ancient yeah. uh, Green Island, and then he comes into this family estate and he wants to um, start cutting into the land. Immediately, it's like, well, there you go. This yeah. is this is why he deserves. You're upsetting the, the 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 beauty of the past that was here. Yeah, with your American nonsense. With your American nonsense. Yes, yeah, that's what it is. So the peasants refuse to assist him for fear of disturbing the spirits of the bog. Uh, Barry calls in outside workers, uh, and the project continues apace. Although the workers um, start uh, suffering from these weird dreams, and they're really tired. Yeah, and I if I hear the word as reading this, I was yeah. like, if I read the word dream, yeah. one more time, right? I was just like, come on, man. Well, dreams will come into almost every other yeah, story, but, but in a good way. Yeah, but like here, it's, it's I know where we're going. You know it's we're in going. that yeah. same theme. Yeah, you opened it up, you saw Ireland. You're like, okay, fairies. Where are we yeah. going? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the fae folk. Yeah. Um, so one night, uh, the narrator uh, Barry's friend. Um, Awakes and hears a piping in the distance, yeah. right? 
uh, uh, he says, quote, wild, weird airs that made me think of some dance of fawns on distant Manalus, uh, which Manalus was that um, that mountain in the tree. Right. So he's doing some, he's starting the callbacks. Not good callbacks. Yeah. But the callbacks are starting. Uh, then he sees the laborers dancing as if under some form of hypnosis, uh, along with quote, strange airy beings in white, half indeterminate in nature, but suggesting pale, wistful naiads from the haunted fountains of the bog. Kind of reminds me of um, in Lord of the Rings when like he put Frodo puts on the ring and he looks at the ring wraiths, yeah, what they okay. look like. That's kind of like it was reminding me of. Okay. I, it's, I'm I'm getting more cute, wispy things. Like, cute, okay. Like, let's say not cute, but more flowy and, like, airy. Like, okay. I'm not getting so, like, mm -hmm. smoky, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because, okay. like, they were kind of, like, drippy and smoky. No, I gotcha. I gotcha. I don't know. That's just what I was... I, I was grasping for something fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, like... Because I'll, I'll be honest, I... I if I read this, I don't remember reading this. This one. This is one of the ones I was like, I don't really remember this very yeah. well. Yeah. I don't know. Which tells you that I didn't. I didn't come back. Yeah, to it since and, now. and the the cool part doesn't come till the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next morning, uh, the workers seem to remember nothing um, of the night's events. Uh, the next night, things reach a climax, um, though. <laughs> the piping is heard again, and the narrator again sees the white-clad bog wraiths. That's a fun. That's that's a band. Yeah. Name. Yeah, white clad bog wraiths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or that could have been one of the things in um, uh, Cabin in the Woods that you could, you could. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was in one of the. Yeah, yeah. You, you, who had white clad uh, bog wraiths? <laughs> <laughs> what do you pick up? It's a shamrock. You pick up a shamrock, and it's probably yeah a shamrock. Or you have to, if you kiss the Blarney Stone, that's when mm. they come out. Yeah, look it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he sees them uh, drifting towards the deeper waters of the bog, followed by the mesmerized laborers. And I thought this was kind of cool. Like, this was probably the coolest part in it. Like, yeah. these, these bog ghosts having people, like, almost like a Pied Piper yeah. kind of thing, dra uh, you know, drawing them into the bog. And I thought until that was kind of cool. Until you get the pathetic, fat cook. You know, yes. That's just like, oh, why me? I yeah. fed everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. And he's just making fun of him as he goes. He's yeah. just like, ugh. You're like, now it's just even sadder. You yeah. know, he's like, disgusting. they should have called him Cookie. Yeah, they should have. Yeah, <laughs> they probably did. Yeah. So, uh, and then that's it right there. That's that's the only cool part in the story. Because then right after this, a shaft of moonlight appears, mm -hmm. and quote, upward along that pallid path, my fevered fancied picture, a thin shadow slowly writhing, a vague contorted shadow struggling as if drawn by unseen demons. Shut mm. up. Right. And it was Dennis <laughs> Barry, yeah. who is spirited off and never seen again. But why? Why does he get that treatment? I don't know. Like he—he's the one that cut into the earth. It's his idea. Why did? Yeah. The, why are the, the workers the only ones punished? It's really weird. Like I, I was actually like thinking about it for quite a bit. I was like, Yeah. Why? Why does he get drawn up? Yeah, and then even the very end part, I still the like frogs. Yeah, the frogs, and then like, what is he called? A uh, the effigy of him is a. Uh, it's almost a sacrilegious. What does he call it? I don't remember the exact quote. Yeah, but it's just like. So it's like almost like a martyr style right, statue right, right, right. Okay, or effigy yeah. mm -hmm. of this guy. It's like why are they celebrating him with a chorus I don't, of frogs? Like the only thing I can think of is that maybe there's like because his this is his ancestral home. Maybe he's coming back and he's atoning for sins from back then. I don't know. Or maybe because he's from the that place and maybe he was his ancestors made these rites happen. Because remember, where, and there's the time where he he looks across to that little island and he sees like the ruins, but then yeah. they're not ruins anymore. Yeah. So maybe it's like he's protected in some weird way because. 
because his family was like took care of this land for so right, long. And then he brought back the yeah. glory and splendor to it. I I, I don't know, um, and and that's where I kind of take issue with it because this is one of these stories where it's like you could tell he didn't come back to it because he he had a habit of doing that. He would come back and fix it because he and, and make yeah. it ready for publication. And I think because he wrote it for this St. Patrick's Day gathering, yeah. he read it that day and was like, "All right, I'm done with this." Yeah, he mentioned Ireland. They were all like. Ah! And then they're, you know, yeah. he's like, my work is done. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. like, I know what I have to do. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm not going to do it. But if I said potato in here, they're going to go nuts. Yeah. And he's like, nope. He's like, he said to his friend, he's like, I'm toying with the word shillelagh. Yeah. Should I put it in here? <laughs> shillelagh. <laughs> Irish thorn cane. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And they they were like, you know, no, just say beer in <clears throat> Ireland, and we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, and that's it. And that's the end of the story. I mean, um, and you're kind of just left with, like, hey, man, that that started to go somewhere. Yeah, it got kind of cool. And, like, did he write this the night before? Probably. You know what I'm saying? Like, and... He hopped in his Dunsany train (laughs) and just started spinning descriptions of stuff, and you're just like, uh... Yeah. Well, wait, there's a cool procession of, of, you know, almost, like, drawn by, like, a clumsy demon energy. Yeah. And you can kind of see that, you know, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it just he w- Then he wakes up again, and he <laughs> runs through inky black rooms. Yeah. I feel like this had, this had the germ of a good story, but he knew he was just, like, you know, he knew he wasn't going to publish it. So he just, like, well, my work is done. He did it for an effect. He had this weird effect where he had the people drawn in, and like, yeah. it feels like he. This was just what it was for. And um, uh, even our buddy uh, St. Joshi says, "I mean, this this tale is one of the most conventionally supernatural in, in HPL's work. It's just there's nothing very outside about it. Yeah. It's it's spooky, like ancient kind of ghost, which could be cool, but I don't really think he, um, you know, he really didn't tidy know. it up. Yeah. So it's." It's why we have this. We're doing this two episode, this 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 double episode here, and um, he just like dumped out the toy box, kinda, and he was like, eh, "This, this is odds and ends." And it's just like two. He's just got like you know, yeah. two completely different action figures fighting. Yeah, one's really cool, and the other's just like, it's basically a clump of dirt. And he's just like, "Oh, yeah. it's Forky from from uh, Toy Story yes. 4. <laughs> yes, I'm garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the wrap up for those two. Um, I'm sorry it was such hard reading for you. It just was. I mean, I yeah. I don't know. I, I don't... And maybe it says more about me than it does the stories that when he gets into those, like, mm-hmm. spinning, yes. you know, explanations and descriptions, yeah. I just check out. I'm like... I, I uh, hear you. I, I mean, if it serves the story, and, like, there's there's many times where, and I think we said this in the beginning of the... Um, before we started the podcast, that some of these things you'll read, and you'll be like... I don't know what I just read. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you have to kind of go back and reread it. And there's plenty of times when you do that, it serves the story. And you're like, oh, and you have a deeper understanding. Yeah. And it's almost like you're almost meant to read it a couple times. Yeah. Well, when it's like that, you're like, it's kind of worth it. But yeah. then when you get to the payoff and you're like, oh, yeah, I spent so much time on that paragraph. Yeah. Just unraveling this. Well, it's keeping our Lovecraftian muscles limber. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you yeah, like when you don't want to go to the gym. Those are the days you have to go. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, you gotta like, you gotta push through. <laughs> now I know this is you know this is kind of like a, a loose kind of fit episode. We're you know we're doing our thing here. But did, did either of these remind you of anything, or did this have anything that you were like, oh okay, maybe this reminded me of you know a movie that I saw or something? But anything like that? I don't know, man. I, I 
um, just like anytime someone gets crushed and like become like a different person in a movie. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like, like <coughs> you're like uh, blast from the past. You mm-hmm. know, Brendan Fraser. This like, oh, you know, he's like this like. <laughs> guy from like the right. you know 50s and he doesn't really he's raised like that right. and then he goes to the real world and he just gets smacked with all this new reality and everything yeah. and by the end he's just like a, a dude that's yeah. kind of crushed yeah but you almost respect him more because mm-hmm. he's not so Ooh, you know about everything <laughs> that's kind of anything that's like that i kind of you know that's what i kind of take right. from it and um <sighs> i know there's not much yes yeah, the yeah. the um the moon bog yeah it's like you want to say like I'm like high spirits because it's Irish ghosts yeah and the aesthetic you know yeah. there's bogs and, and stuff like that and they're running yeah. through the woods and they sort of describe the inky black rooms and all these different things yeah, yeah. it's like I guess I go there just because of the aesthetic of the whole thing um, yeah. and there actually is real ghosts and there's like kind of like a, you know when they come out and you're like oh cool right but what you would expect from and I think we've gotten we've gone through a few stories where you would expect like he shows us the bog uh, ghosts, but then later on we would get some kind of weird description. It's like, oh, you think yeah. it's this, but it's actually this. Right. We don't get that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. He's and like, it's... no, they're ghosts. You're Irish. Yeah, right. <laughs> Take it. Yeah, which I don't think he liked the Irish people either. Sure. That's what he does. I think he said ugly a couple times in there. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. Half of, half of me hurts. <laughs> half of me hurts, HP. Yeah, me too. Yeah, right. <laughs> More than half. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's honestly, uh, you know, I, I'd love to give you some more, uh, you know, some great Lovecraftian morsels, but, you know, this was just, um, like I just said, stretching our Lovecraftian muscles, because yeah. this is just, you know, it's uh, it's it's two very, very lesser stories, almost fragments, even. Yeah. Uh, one is another retread of, uh, you know, with Quest of Iranon, is, is a retread of a lot of the stuff we've already been over, and done better. Right. Um, and then... Um, uh, Moonbog is just um, it's kind of just a one-off like and just like you know you know he had, a re- he had to release a single and yeah. he was like oh god you know they're like we need a, we need a holiday release yeah. oh shit yeah. and he just, he put, just you know, yeah. dumped out the action figure box you know yeah. threw potatoes at a wall <laughs> called it a day <laughs> popped off Skeletor's head put it on Mossman's yeah. body yeah it was like it's kind of cool right yeah, yeah it looks like, Irish it's mossy yeah. it's got a skeleton is this yeah. it this is what you want they were like I guess Howard thanks man yeah they probably loved it though. They probably did. Yeah, they were all drunk, like because yeah. ah, I, th- I, I'm, my Irish lady. You know, they're all singing after it. Yeah. Hey, Lovecraft at his worst is still probably better than a lot of people. Sure. <laughs> she could sure talk circles around people. I'll tell yeah. you what. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so for next time, and I'm very excited, and I want and I want to say it on air, The Outsider. Right. Don't research it. There's a. I won't. Hands he, up. I, I'm going to guarantee it. I'm going to put the stamp of approval on here. You are going to really love this story. Okay. It's one of his v- most well-known. Um, it's a macabre tale, but it's not, um, and it's not mythos, but it's amazing. Right. Um, and I can't wait to talk about it. Can't so if you are following the journey along with us, uh, with uh, me and Ken, uh, for the next time, go ahead and read The Outsider. Um, and if you're a Lovecraft fan, I'm you've probably read it but if not give it another reread because yeah. we're, we're going to dive into it and i think there's gonna be a lot to say about it come along with me come along with both of us <laughs> <laughs> so for this episode of learning lovecraft uh i've been jason mckittrick and i've been ken james and we'll see you beyond the wall of sleep Ooh.